0: Welcome to the Overweighted Podcast, where we get real about the struggles of being obese and needing to lose a whole lot of weight. My name's Malika. I'm your host, weight loss mentor and coach. Join me on my personal weight loss journey to lose about 200 pounds. And as I share my very real experiences, plus some simple, successful and sustainable weight loss tips and mindset shifts so that we can mark lose weight off of our to do list for good welcome welcome so this is session two of weight loss wellness and the word if you don't know me my name is Malika Burley I am a weight loss mentor and transformational coach I am a woman of faith and so I love that I have an opportunity to combine uh, my faith with what I do in business and like my um, coach, my business coach would say it's a business tree because it's business and ministry together. So I love that I get to combine the two. Um, and so what I am doing every week on Thursday nights at 7 PM, we are going to take a look at some verses or some stories in the Bible and apply them to our weight loss or our wellness or health journeys. And, um, I am on a weight loss journey if you don't know that so my business actually grew from my weight loss journey and it, it is what the Lord led me into as I was losing weight and so um This business was really birthed through my own personal weight loss journey. I'm still on the weight loss journey myself. Um, At this point, I have lost over 80 pounds and I love to help women specifically who um, have over 50 pounds to lose. And I love to help you lose the weight you gain and gain the you that you lost in that process. And so that's what I do, mainly through Transformation Tribe. And I also have a podcast, The Overweighted Podcast, And you can listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts, but we are here um, because this is weight loss wellness and the word. If you missed the first session, um, you can go back and take a look at that. The easiest way would probably be on my YouTube channel, which is Malika Burley across all social media platforms. And um, the first session, I really dove into what these weight loss, wellness, and the word sessions would be about. It's not a Bible study, but it's really, like I said, just applying the word to our weight loss, wellness, and health journeys. Um, And so just taking a look at that and seeing whatever revelation Holy Spirit gives us through that um, and how we can apply it. So um, I love teaching. It's a gift that the Lord gave me, and I love to do it. So I'm glad I get to do this with you. Um, And so, like I said, go back and watch that first one. I really um, dissect the foundational scripture that my business is founded on. But today we are going to look at 2 Kings. Um, It's a story in 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. It's a story of a Shunammite woman and Elisha, the prophet. And I'm actually going to read the entire story because I really want you to uh, see the story and really hear it. And you may or may not have heard it before. Um, I did not know this story before we went through it in uh, my Bible study with my church. And so, and I've been in church for years and I did not hear this story. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that quite a few people haven't heard it. So I want to read it for you. Like I said, it's a little bit long, but um you will get something out of it. So this is 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. And I am reading the new King James Version. And so this is Elisha raises the Shunammite's son. And I will tell you last time, uh, it was about 45 minutes. We won't be on that long tonight. Well, we'll see what Holy Spirit does, but I don't believe we'll be on that long tonight um, with what I have to say, because I know you're going to get this when... Uh, we go through this. All right. All right. So let me uh, get going. So again, 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. This is Elisha, the prophet, um, and regarding a Shunammite woman and her son. So now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunam where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. So she's trying to make provisions for the man of God. And obviously she's a woman of service. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he called her, she stood before him and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So basically she wasn't asking for anything. She just wanted to be of service. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, which is his servant, actually she has no son and her husband is old. And so this is Old Testament. And so, you know, back then it was really, important for people to have sons, you know, to carry on like the inheritance. Um, and so then also if the husband passed away, then the son could help take care of the mother. So it was important for them at back in those times to have a son to carry on the family name and the inheritance and all that. And I'm on 15. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. Like she couldn't believe it. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elijah had told her. This is Elisha. Okay, not Elijah, which was his mentor. And the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the the new moon nor the Sabbath. So it it wasn't a time that you would normally go seek uh, a prophet. And she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, look, the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. If anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. She's talking to Elisha. So he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore, he went back to meet him, He went back to meet Elisha and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up, stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And he called Jehazi and said, call the Shunammite woman, So he called her and when she came in to meet him, he said, pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Hallelujah. I love that story. I love that story. And so um, basically what is happening here is that, uh, you know, the woman's son, it says in the uh, story that he died. And so uh, she immediately went to Elisha, the one who had promised her that she would have this son and um, fell at his feet. And he immediately knew then um, at that point that there was something wrong with the son. And um, that, like it says in the narration that he had died. And so he sent his servant to perform the task to um, try to raise the son. Uh, But it didn't work until he had gotten there and then he prayed and then, you know, um, laid across the child and then he ended up, uh, the child got warm, he went back and then went in again, laid across the child and then at that point, the child awakened and it's, it's such a beautiful story. And what I love about the story and what I wanted to point out here. So it says in the story that as the woman was going through, you know, when she first, when the son first died uh, in the hut, she was like immediately getting up and going to uh, Elisha. And so she wanted to go to the man of God that had promised her this son, right? She didn't ask for this son. This was a promise um, and a gift to her. And so she immediately went, got ready to go to him. And so the husband's asking, is it well? Cause you know, the husband was out in the field. So he just knew something was wrong with the child, but he didn't know the child had died at that time. And she said it is well. And um, when she got to uh, Elisha, you know, and, and Gehazi went out and ran out to her and he was asking her how everything was going. He, she replied to him, it is well. And one thing I wanna point out, when you go back and look through the story, you will see that at not one single point in the story, did she say from her mouth that that child had died. And then if you also look at what Jihazi said and what Elisha the prophet said, neither one of them ever said that the child had died. The only time it mentioned that the child had died was twice in the narration. But no one from their mouth had ever spoken death for that child. She said, It is well. And I just love that as something for us and our health and wellness and weight loss journeys to speak, It is well. And you know, you can, let me, I'm gonna read the Strong's definition for you. So um, this would be in the Hebrew because it is in um, the Old Testament. And the word that she's using in the Hebrew here is shalom, shalom. So she is saying shalom every time, like it says it as well. She's saying shalom, right? And so when you look at one of the definitions of shalom, one of the definitions is good health. And so even though her son had passed, she kept declaring good health. Over him, She kept declaring good health. Like I said, she never spoke out of her mouth that he was dead. And also Gehazi, even he didn't say that he couldn't raise the child from the dead. He just said he hasn't awakened. Right. And it, that also brought me back to, uh, do you remember in Lazarus? Uh, and I have that scripture here. Let me show for you real quick. Back with the story with Lazarus and Jesus when Lazarus, uh, Mary, and Martha's uh, brother, and when he was sick, uh, they went to Jesus, you know, and they were like, hurry, you know, Lazarus is sick and Lazarus was a friend of Jesus um, and that was their brother. And so they wanted him to hurry up and come because they could tell that he was going to die. And so Jesus um, said, I'm sorry, This it was John 11 and four, when Jesus heard them, and when they were telling him that he was sick, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified through it. And so that reminds me. And if you know the story of Lazarus, you know, he goes in and he's like, Lazarus, come forth. Um, and there are other times, too, in the Bible where. Jesus raises someone from the dead and he's like, oh, they're not dead. They're just sleeping, you know? And so that's the similar with this story here in the Old Testament when Gehazi goes and he's like, the child has not awakened, right? So like I said, they never spoke death over that child. It was always the mother would say, it is well. So it is good health. She would always speak good health. Um, Gehazi and Elisha never once said that the child was dead. And so that leads me to ask you, what are you speaking over yourself and your health? Are you speaking health and healing or are you speaking sickness and illness over yourself? Right? And I know you can kind of look at it and say, well, She wasn't telling the truth because the child um, had died, but that leads me to say, well, whose report will you believe, right? Whose report will you believe? Because what I think that happened is that she's looking at the fact that, so the Lord has promised me this child that I didn't ask for, by the way, um, but he wanted to give her that child as a blessing to her for how she was serving um, his man of God. And so, why would he give her a, a blessing just to take it away um, immediately, right? And especially when she hadn't done anything for, for it to reason for it to be taken away. And so I don't look at it as, you know, her not telling the truth. I believe that she was she was believing the report of the Lord. The Lord said he was giving her a son and she was believing that she was going to have a son that was going to live and have a long life. And so when it looked like Uh, the son was dead. She knew that, no, that's not my God. My God said, he's giving me a son. So I'm going to declare it as well. I'm going to declare good health over my son. And that makes me also think about, um, a couple of years ago, I, uh, was, I found a lump in my breast and, uh, on my left side. And immediately when I felt it, um, I knew it was cancer. Like I believe Holy Spirit was telling me it is cancer and I will be okay. It is cancer and I will be okay. And so, you know, of course I went to the doctor and, and got confirmation and all of that. Um, and I did find out that it was in fact cancer, but there, not one time during that did I cry. I didn't cry about it because the Lord had already told me I would be okay. And so it's so funny because the, you know, the nurses and the doctor of, you know, they, of course, are giving someone not great news. So, you know, they're coming in with these solemn faces and almost looking like they want to cry because they don't want to have to tell me, especially, you know, I'm in my was in my early 40s at that time. And so, um, you know, they are looking sadder than I am, but they don't know what I know, because God had already told me that it was shalom, that it was well, and that I would be in good health. And so I never was upset by that diagnosis because I already knew that God told me I was going to be okay, that I was going to be healed, and I was going to have a long life, right? And so that's how I look at this story when she is declaring that uh, it is well, even though it looks like her son has passed, she is declaring, no, that's not my God. That's not the report of my God. He said, he's giving me a son um, and and I'm going to have my son. He is not passing away right now. And so that's the same with my situation with cancer. Like, yes, it's cancer, but my God said, I'm okay. And I know I'm going to be okay. So, you know, they had to do whatever they had to do to get rid of it. And I'm believing that it will never return because my God said, that I am healed and that I am fine and I have a long life ahead of me and so it is well and it is Shalom right whatever the struggle looks may look like in your life what are you claiming and what are you declaring over that because if that's not what the lord told you then you need to not believe that because one of the things too with the enemy and because If you don't realize we are first and foremost spiritual beings, right? And so there's spiritual warfare um, going on uh, and the enemy is trying to fight for your soul. But on the other side of that, so is the Lord. And so there's this warfare going on uh, spiritually. Uh, The enemy, it's like really legalistic too in the spiritual realm of things, right? There are covenants that we make. There are Godly covenants and there are demonic covenants that we make and we fall into and we don't realize. And so when you come into agreement with some of these things, like if I come into agreement with the report of the enemy that says cancer, doom, and gloom in my life, when I know that the Lord told me, no, this sickness is not unto death for me, right? Then if I come into agreement with Him and start speaking that over my life, then Um, I'm not believing what the Lord said, and I'm submitting to what the enemy has for me. And so you, so I think this story is, are just a really good reminder for us. Um, especially that scripture about speaking life. Um, and that was the other scripture I had there in Proverbs 18 and 12, that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Right. And so we need to be speaking life. We need to be speaking it as well. We need to be speaking shalom over ourselves. Uh, especially when you know that the Lord has told you, yes, you have this sickness, you have this illness right now, but it is not until death. You You are well and you will be healed, right? So we need to keep speaking that over ourselves. I hope that just made sense. I feel like I was just rattling right there, but yeah. So what are you declaring over yourself and your health? Are you declaring defeat or are you declaring wellness? And what are you claiming? Like I said, are you claiming illness and sickness? Are you, Or are you claiming healing and health? And another thing that I had done um, that I had to stop doing is stop claiming those things, right? And so one of the things is there's a medication that I take right now. Um, it's one of the things to help prevent cancer from returning. Um, And I don't really think I need to take that. But that's another story for another day. All right. But anyway, so I'm taking this medication. And one of the things because I have an alarm that goes off to remind me to take it daily. And I would say, oh, I'm taking my medicine. I'm taking my medicine. Right. And I realized that I was claiming ownership of that medicine and that is something that i was like you know what i gotta stop doing that this is not my medicine because this is not my disease because i am healed so i would just start saying because i tell my kids in case i forget so they can remind me so now i say i'm taking the medicine the medicine and so that's something else too in your life if you're dealing with Uh, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure? Are you saying my diabetes, my high blood pressure, my medicine, right? Are you claiming those things? Because now you're coming into agreement with those things. And now the enemy can work and use those things against you. Um, So stop claiming that. Stop claiming them for yourself because healing is the children's bread, right? So stop claiming the sickness and disease and um, dis-ease. Uh, that may be going on in your life, maybe you have symptoms of those things, right, but you 're not claiming those things for yourself. Claim Shalom, it is well. it is good health for you, all right because uh, I plead the blood of Jesus over myself, and there can 't be any sickness where his blood is so <laughs> all right, and the last thing I want to say um, about that is um, like I said, the enemy wants your agreement with these illnesses and Um, these things that he's trying to inflict on you. So really just take some time, especially this week now that um, we've just read this story of the Shunamite woman and that it it is well. Um, Now that we read that, really be aware this week of what you're saying and what you're declaring over yourself and what you're speaking over yourself. Um, Be aware of those things this week and um, try to catch yourself in those moments when you hear yourself saying, my medicine, my diabetes, my um, high blood pressure or whatever your thing is, right? Um, it's, it, even in your weight loss journeys, like be aware of the, the life or death that you're speaking over yourself in your weight loss journey and just continue to declare health, continue to declare it as well. And if you're not sure what the Lord has for you, then pray about it and ask him. Um, ask him if you are to be in good health because I know some people, feel like some of the diseases and illnesses that they have are lifelong things that they are going to have to deal with. But if that's not what God says, then who said that? Who told you that? If it wasn't him, then my guess would be it's probably the enemy, right? So pray about it and ask him to reveal those things to you and also ask him for strategies to um, help yourself to become better and be in better health, right? Right. And some of the things, yes, we do ourselves. It's not all the enemy. But um, what I'm talking about with the diseases and stuff, yeah, you need to pray and ask the Lord, um, is this my portion or is my portion health? All right. I hope that made sense. All right. Like I said, it wouldn't be as long tonight as it was the first time last week the, or the first session. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch that first session. Like I said, I really went through the foundational scripture for um weight loss, wellness, and the word so that you really know uh, what this is all about. Um, And I pray that it helps you in your faith. And I pray that it helps you not just with weight loss, but in all areas of health. All right, let's pray. All right, Father God, thank you so much for this time that we have together. Thank you so much that we get to read your word and see how your word applies to different areas of our life. And we get to see more of you in the word. We get to learn more about you. We get to have a closer relationship with you as we study and read the word. Um, And we also get to see uh, the promises that you've had for other people and how those promises even apply for us in our lives today. Lord, we thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for allowing me to serve your daughters and your sons that may be watching as well in this way, Lord. I thank you and I love you. And Lord, I pray blessings over everyone that comes across this message in this uh, coming week or this weekend. Yeah. And I pray and I thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, I hope I get to see you back here next week. I will be back on every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time with Weight Loss Wellness and The Word. All right, I'll see you later. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you got any value out of this or something just really resonated with you, can you do me a favor and leave a review? It helps others find the show so that it could help them too. Also, I'd love to connect with you on other platforms. I'm Malika Burley on IG and YouTube. And go grab my free webinar, The 5 Keys to Simple, Successful, and Sustainable Weight Loss at Malekaburley.com. And of course, all of those links are in the show notes. Thanks again and have a blessed day.